Welcome back to the program. I'm Ravina Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point. Well, something we have all been looking forward to, when is Canada going to drop the COVID-19 vaccine mandates? Any border town that you go to is waiting for that to happen so that they can more easily invite tourists into their cities again and also make it easier for many of us to travel. Uh, I have not uh, left the country since March 2020, so I have not used the Arrive Can app. Uh, but from what I understand, it is a very frustrating experience. And now there are some government sources that were saying that by the end of September, that they would be dropping uh, the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. They would be getting rid of the uh, Arrive Can app, making it a lot easier or at least fluid for tra travelers to cross the border. I'm sure this is music to my next guest's ears. It's Richard Vanderloob. He's president of TripCentral.ca and board of directors for Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Richard, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. So what's your reaction? Um, it's not official yet, but we are hearing rumblings that this could happen by the end of uh, end of the month. And but we also are hearing that the president was a bit uh, the president, the prime minister was a bit coy when uh, when asked about it earlier today. W what's your reaction to this news that this these vaccine mandates could be dropped uh, in, in about nine days? Well, if I was to use one word, it would be overdue. <laughs> And I think, okay. um, you know, certainly, you know, mostly we're in the business of sending people outside the country. Um, but for border cities like Niagara Falls and, and others that are reliant on tourism coming over the border for, for drive-in, you know, it's a little late, right? The season is winding down. And so the economic effect that's been there, um, and, and it's just questionable what this actually delivered versus the you know, negative economic impact. So overdue, happy it's going away. Um, I think for, you know, you said you hadn't traveled since March, since March 2020. I have a number of times. Yeah. The last time I did, I forgot about it. I, I walked into the airport where I was with no mask on, and I completely forgot about ArriveCan. But luckily, once you do it once and you set up your account and you're used to it, it's not terrible. But for the first time when you have to do it, it's cumbersome. And, you know, a lot of seniors aren't comfortable on phones and what have you. So it's been a real irritant on top of the, you know, penalties if you if you hadn't had it filled out. And that is uh, one of the, the things that we don't talk about enough is that uh, a lot of these uh, systems that have been put in place during the pandemic rely heavily on a smartphone, on technology. And, for example, my dad, does. he's 80 years old. He does not have even a flip phone. He just does not have any kind of cell phone or smartphone. When we had to show our proof of vaccination, he went and photocopied it and had it laminated. That's what he would show. So he could scan the code because he just simply didn't have it on his phone. And so uh, we don't take into account how it can be uh, prohibitive for, for a lot of people who simply are not tech savvy, especially those who are um, uh, for our older Canadians or senior Canadians. Um, what does this mean for the travel industry? I mean, we know travel is picking up uh, year over year. Of the, um, the amount of that Canadians are willing to spend on travel has gone up considerably. But what does this mean, sort of this final uh, restriction being lifted uh, for the travel and tourism industry? So again, I think if you're, if you're a border city, this is a big deal, right? This is this is a big deal for anybody, you know, any any city, any tourism center that is reliant on Americans driving over the border. So 
Toronto has an impact on this. Certainly Niagara Falls does. Um, you know, for sure that's the number one thing, but it's a little late, right? But still, any, any time is better than, than never. Um, in terms of the outbound, I think, you know, for the irritant that it was, I'm not sure how many people it really stopped from traveling. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you were a snowbird and you had a home down south, you'd endure it. You know, but it's just, it's annoying. And so I think the backlash that was there was more that this is an annoyance and, you know, what value is this bringing? So, you know, I, I, it's good that it's gone. I think there was a time for it. But, I, you know, I think the learning curve here is that these things should expedite your, you know, lineups. Um, and if we took the carrot versus the stick approach and said, you know, we have this app, and be it your, you know, your customs declaration or arrive can, whatever, whatever it is, you know, this line over here, if you pre-cleared through the app and this line over here, if you, if you haven't, or, you know, you printed it out, I mean, at least you're not finding people and putting up a barrier. If there's an advantage to doing it, I think, I think there's a big difference. So, like you said, people are traveling. Um, the the Arrive Can app and the, and the mandates have not stopped people for the last uh, six months to a year. You know, I've heard of many people uh, going on holidays that you know reminiscent of before the pandemic. Where are you hearing about where Canadians want to, to travel to? We're heading into the colder months. A lot of people want to get away to somewhere beachy and hot. Uh, where are you seeing all of the the volume when it comes to where Canadians want to go? Well, just look at what we endured with Pearson and the demand for going to Europe was huge. So there was just a surge in people going home to visit family, coming to Canada to visit family. That was massive travel across the country. Now we're into a bit of a quieter period, like imminent travel, but there's a lot of demand for sun vacations. We're seeing a lot of advanced booking uh, for sure. We're seeing that people haven't traveled in a long time. So a lot of them are upgrading to, you know, uh, higher class of hotel if they can. So we're seeing a lot of demand for that. So, um, you know, the average price we're seeing is higher than it was prior to the pandemic. And it's really the same old places. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just wound it back. I mean, it's nothing's really changed. It's, it's Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Cuba, you know, Europe, uh, big cities in the U S it's just, that really hasn't changed. I wouldn't say where people have are, you know, there's demand for has changed much. Um, but, you know, there's, there is definitely a strong advanced uh, booking demand. And I, I agree with you, Richard. I mean, usually we, as a family, we take our holiday in January, like that sort of like depth, the, you know, the holidays are over, Christmas is in the past, and it's those really cold weeks in January that I, I try to get out of the country. Uh, but we're now actually doing two holidays. We're going to do one in November and then again in January for that exact reason. Uh, you know, we haven't traveled for so many years and, and, and in both cases, we're upgrading to a better room than I normally would because, hey, you know, let's celebrate because we can finally exactly. travel freely again. And uh, exactly. we've and saved that, the money because we haven't gone anywhere for two and a half years. That's very common. And, you know, hopefully you're, you know, with, with this news, you're not going to have to deal with the Arrive Can app or, or all the advanced thing. One thing I do want to point out a little bit of unfair against the Canadian government, a lot of under, other countries had restrictive conditions and websites that you had to visit in advance and fill things out and print and what have you. We weren't the only ones. And I think, uh, you know, there was barriers all over the world with this. Canada is one of the last ones. This is what we found during the pandemic. We're slow 
and we're really slow to remove restrictions compared to the rest of the world with very little evidence that they make much difference. And the economic mm-hmm. impact and the disruption is huge. So I think, you know, yeah. hopefully we've learned something out of this. Richard, thank you so much uh, for your time uh, and for weighing in on this story. Uh, I'm glad that people are traveling again and that your business is picking up. And um, even for our health and wellness, it's just so important for us to to leave our four walls and go somewhere different to have a bit of a break. And uh, I really appreciate your insight and your time. I can't get a better plug than that. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's uh, Richard Vanderlubi, the president of TripCentral.ca and the board of directors for Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. And Richard is right. You know, all countries had restrictions. Uh, Some currently still do have restrictions. So Canada was not alone. Uh, We did fare better uh, than our United, you know, our U.S. cousins when it comes to uh, the spread of COVID-19. So taking those extra precautions uh, may have saved some lives. We don't know. The data is not clear. Uh, but there were reasons why they kept that those restrictions going. But absolutely, it had an impact on the entire travel industry. Border towns were uh, heavily affected because, you know, they've got day tri- trippers that just come in for the day into Niagara Falls and spend some money and go back to wherever they live in the U.S. And that that brings in a lot of a lot of dollars that we simply just missed out on. So hopefully we'll get traveling again and people want to come visit us again too and, and bring their bring their wallets with them. I'm Rabina Ahmed Hawk. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. This is On Point.